The Y'all Show is back on the air. Hello, welcome into the Wednesday edition of Y'all with John Rawl. Our number is 803-816-1170 on Twitter. You can find us at Y'all Show. And we're getting some good feedback from our listeners from around the country on our Twitter feed and more. So I encourage you to go on there. In fact, if you go on there right now, you'll see a dialogue between yours truly, John Rawl, and a listener who actually called me a Yankee. Can you believe it? Or he assumed that I had to be a Yankee because if you've got a show called The Y'all Show, well, then that just screams Yankee. <laughs> Sorry, that is couldn't be further from the truth. And I think I did a pretty good job of explaining my Southern credentials to this man, who I appreciate listening, and, and he was very kind, and he apologized, but... Hey, that's that's kind of the fun of the y'all show. We wanna we wanna have fun, and you can accuse me of things, but Yankee, that's that's a that's a tough one right there. I tell you, I can't believe that somebody had the the gall to do that, but that's what they did. The gall to accuse me of not being a y'all. Put that on the t-shirt. Well, this is the Y'all Show, where today we'll be talking about the Atlantic Coast Conference with Jonathan Lifeheight. He's lined up and coming at you in the next segment. What's going on in the ACC is we're going to actually talk to Jonathan about the Wolfpack of NC State and Wake Forest. Both of those North Carolina programs had better years in 2017, and will that trend continue in 2018? Well, Jonathan of 247sports.com is going to tell us his perspective on the on the Wolfpack and the Deeks in the next segment. Plus, we'll talk about Georgia Tech. They've got a brand new locker room in Atlanta. And it is fancy, maybe even better than what they find down the street at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's that nice. And we'll talk to Jonathan about it coming up later this hour. Plus, in hour two, we're going to turn our attention to Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Precious Harris will have the Nashville Music Line. She went to a big party on Music Row this week. We'll get the report on that and the other happenings in country music. So you don't want to miss Precious's report coming in just a few in hour two of today's Y'all program. We start today off with our headlines from across the southeast. And have you heard of the acronym TDS? That's, that is an acronym you're going to hear more of. And mostly coming from the president and perhaps on Fox News. Trump derangement syndrome is the acronym. I don't know if there's really such a medical term but maybe there should be. And the latest victims of TDS are professors at the University of Virginia, as it was just announced the other day that Mark Short, who worked in the administration of Donald Trump, he's been hired at UVA as a professor, and his hiring has now caused two professors there in Charlottesville to resign. These history professors resigned from the Miller Center for Public Affairs after it hired Short a former aide to the president. Professors William Hitchcock and Melvin Leffler said the hiring of Short, who was the White House Director of Legislative and Intergovernmental Affairs, violated the Miller Center's values to, quote, hire such a notoriously partisan political appointee as a paid, distinguished fellow, especially without input from faculty. And that made these two guys just say, we're out of here. Now, they're going to stay tenured faculty at UVA, according to the Chronicle of Higher Education. But two professors at the University of Virginia are making a stand against the hiring of a former Trump official 
there in Charlottesville, Virginia. The president's and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, could be up for indictments, according to Memphis Congressman Steve Cohen. Cohen was on Wolf Blitzer's show earlier this week, and the Memphis legislator said that he thinks that they're getting closer to knowing that the truth is going to come out and that there was activities with the Trump campaign in Russia and releasing those hacks and guiding them to the states and the localities where they came from, Cohen said. Some of that was Jared Kushner's responsibilities. Some of it was Donald Jr. I think you're going to see indictments of both of those people. Cohen declined to say what indication he has that it will happen. Now, Cohen, uh, two weeks ago, got in trouble for saying some controversial stuff, and he's back at it on Wolf Blitzer's show earlier this week, the Democratic congressman from the city of Memphis, saying that the president, and uh, Donald Trump Jr., rather, and Kushner could be indicted. And I feel like if, if those two are indicted, Cohen feels like the president himself will be indicted at some point. Okay, we'll have to watch. But Cohen, very outspoken against the president and the administration. Former West Virginia Supreme Court Justice Menace Ketchum has pled guilty to a federal charge. That is hard to believe that a person on the Supreme Court of a state could could be forced to resign as he did last week and now has pleaded guilty to a federal charge of wire fraud. The attorney for the U.S. there, Mike Stewart, in Charleston, West Virginia, announced Ketchum's plea during a press conference Tuesday, saying Ketchum pleaded guilty to an information in regards to his use of a state vehicle for personal reasons. Ketchum could face 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine, but by pleading to an information which is normally used prior to indictment and shows that the defendant is cooperating with the investigation, he likely lessens any chance of prison time but he did resign last week and now he's pleading guilty to something that i think happens more than we think but he got busted for it and he's now being charged with wire fraud in the mountain state now to louisiana where today august 1st 400 new laws are taking effect in louisiana beginning today hazing penalties will be toughened and this was caused by the death of an lsu freshman after a fraternity drinking ritual Louisiana's waiting period to get married is dropping from 72 hours to 24 hours from the issuance of the marriage license to the ceremony. So I guess newlyweds can, can get, it, uh, get, get their vows done quicker now in Louisiana. Starting today, legislators are requiring schools to give parents information about flu cases and vaccines. They've lifted the ban on switchblade knives and they're prohibiting the tethering of pets during a hurricane or a flood. Also, video poker facilities will face loosened restrictions. Hmm. And again, more than 400 laws taking effect today in Louisiana, August 1st. That seems like a strange date to make laws go into effect. Oftentimes, states do it on July 1st, since that's the beginning of the second half of the year. But as, I, as we've said before, Louisiana... They do it just a little different down in Cajun country. Now to the state of Virginia and schools, not resource officers, will handle student discipline in Fairfax County, Virginia. The school resource officers in Fairfax County will play not play a role in terming discipline beginning this year. They also won't be assisting federal and immigration and customs enforcement in routine cases. The guidelines for Fairfax County include establishing a clear division between the role of officers in criminal matters 
and school administrative staff on student discipline matters and establish that officers shall not be involved with the enforcement of school rules or disciplinary infractions that are not violations of law. So Fairfax County, Virginia, taking matters in their own hands when it comes to school resource officers. To Jackson, Mississippi, in a disturbing story, the Catholic Diocese of Jackson says it's giving law enforcement information about a deacon and a former Franciscan brother accused separately of sexual misconduct decades ago. A spokeswoman for the Catholic Diocese says investigations of Paul West and Rick Caldwell found allegations were credible. West is accused of sexually abusing a minor during the 1990s while he was a minister at St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church in Greenwood, Mississippi. Caldwell is accused of inappropriate sexual conduct with a minor during the 1980s before he joined the church. He was removed June 24th as deacon at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Vicksburg, Mississippi. So more controversy with the Catholic Church in terms of sex allegations going on with priests and Franciscans there in the in in the Franciscan brothers within the church. Now to we to South Carolina we go to this the city of Anderson and Anderson School District 5 is the first district in South Carolina to eliminate snow days. What? How can you not have a snow day? Well, yeah, that's right. And it doesn't snow all that much in the South Carolina upstate, but Anderson School District 5 says that students must complete their classwork even when it snows. And so you ask, how how, how do you do that when it's snowing? Well, they're going to eliminate snow days and replace them with e-learning days. When the roads are too icy for buses, teachers will send assignments to their students' computers and can even monitor their progress online. The superintendent says that it makes no sense to run buses on a makeup day in June where only a quarter of the students attend. The district will announce the e-learning day just like a snow day so students know the school buildings are closed. This actually makes a lot of sense now that I think about it. I mean, most every kid has access to a computer or a smartphone. And instead of going to having to go to school in June for snow makeup days and such, all schools have to have a certain amount of days to be able to get the federal funding for their students. And if this passes muster with the Department of Education from the Washington, D.C.'s perspective, makes sense to me that a student can just stay home and get their assignments. We've, we've kind of become a society where education via computer isn't all that taboo. Seems like a good plan, maybe. But I still think it'd be awesome if you were a kid not to have to worry about any kind of school when it snows. So that's just me. But uh, Anderson, South Carolina, doing something I haven't heard of before. Maybe maybe this is commonplace up north, but in the south, we don't have that many snow days to start with. And now, if you do have a snow day in Anderson, South Carolina, home of radio. Remember that movie, Radio? Uh, the guy that was the... Uh, disabled guy that helped out the T.L. Hanna football team. Well, that is, that's the same town, Anderson, South Carolina, not far from Clemson. Now we go to Florida, and the Florida teacher has quit his job to become a full-time shopper. This is in Seminole County, and the man says he's making six figures after quitting his job as a teacher to become a professional shopper. Ed Hennessy was a teacher for 20 years of his life at Avito High School, but now he's living his dream except for the pay. He never earned more than $50,000 as a teacher. 
and now he's a part-time shopper for Shipt, S-H-I-P-T, a service that hires people to go shopping and deliver groceries to its users. I haven't heard of that, but I'd like to make six figures just going out buying things for people. <laughs> he delivers groceries and has doubled his teaching salary by delivering groceries and such for people in Florida. So way to go, Ed Hennessy. And that's a whole new way to make money is delivering groceries and other items to, I assume, elderly people there in the Sunshine State is what he's doing. But perhaps people are just lazy. They don't want to go out and get stuff. So they go through this shipped S-H-I-P-T. I'm going to have to look that up and hire people like Hennessy to, to get their products. And he's making good change as a result of it. A West Texas sheriff's deputy has been fired after a video came out showing him driving down a Texas highway with an inmate sitting on the roof. What? The deputy was transporting 31-year-old Martin Gregory Estrada when the man broke a patrol car window and climbed onto the vehicle's roof. The deputy, deputy summoned help and didn't stop until backup arrived. The deputy was terminated for violating pol office policies on inmate safety and security. <laughs> and that, that the video is, is somewhat comical, seeing a guy ride on top of a sheriff's car. I guess he was trying to escape, and the officer didn't immediately pull over and follow the guidelines. And as a result, this Texas deputy fired after the inmate rode atop his car trying to escape. Hey, this is good news from Atlanta. James Cornelius is an Atlanta police officer, but in his training to become a police officer, he dropped more than 100 pounds. He's now 235 pounds, but he was 337 and couldn't really run down the street, he says, when he first started trying to become an Atlanta police officer. And he was able to lose the weight, get in shape, and on August, in August of last year, he was hired, and he had to drop more and more pounds, and he did it, losing more than 100 pounds. What a great job by James Cornelius in the city of Atlanta and their police department. Got a fit guy now, weighing in, like we said, at 235, lean, mean fight machine for the Atlanta police department if need be. And Cornelius has a little advice for anyone out there looking for the extra mojo to get them up and going. He says, find your why, stick with it, and grind it out. Very true. In Huntsville, Alabama, if you saw a, a funny guy walking around with a funny haircut and a funny accent, it might have just been Ozzy Osbourne and his son, Jack Osbourne. They were both in Huntsville touring the space camp there in the Rocket City. And this is going to be part of an A&E Network travel show, Ozzy and Jack's World Detour. The Space Camp episode titled Lizard of Oz premieres tonight at 8 o'clock Central Time on A&E. How about that? So you'll see Ozzy Osbourne in North Alabama at Space Camp with his son, Jack. And they were in Huntsville you know, recording this earlier. And... And that's pretty funny. It reminds me of the story I said on the show last week when we had from Florence, Alabama, the spotlight on the WC Handy Festival. And I know the story about 
The Rolling Stones once came to Muscle Shoals to record an album. And the members who in the 1960s when this happened had very long hair and funny accents. Okay, so they definitely stood out in the shoals of Alabama. And the waitress at the restaurant who had no idea who the Rolling Stones were at that time, the waitress came over to the members of the group and asked, having no clue who they were, you boys studying at the college? Assuming that they were students at the University of North Alabama instead of international rock and roll stars. On the rise at that point, but still, the Rolling Stones once came to North Alabama. Now, Ozzy Osbourne and Jack went to Huntsville and were part of Space Camp. And again, that comes on tonight on A&E. have to watch that one. I've never been to Space Camp. I lived in Huntsville at one time, drove by the center, the Space and Rocket Center, many times, but never ventured in there for a tour. I'll have to do that sometime. North Carolina we go, and a man has shoved $100 worth of Walmart steaks down his pants and flees on a moped. Now that deserves a medal, even though that is something called thievery and stealing. But a Nashville, North Carolina man was ultimately taken by authorities on Monday after he did allegedly steal $100 worth of Walmart steaks. The thief, identified as Keith Jordan, tried to make a getaway on his moped in the pouring down rain after walking out of the Walmart without paying for the steaks. The Nashville, Nash County Sheriff's Office put in a Facebook post. The Sheriff's Office had a picture which added that neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night prevented them from apprehending the accused thief. And it shows at least 10 packages of stolen steaks in the Facebook posting. Some of these law enforcement agencies across the country really are using Facebook and social media as a way to not only promote what they're doing in terms of keeping justice in order, but a lot of them are quite funny. A lot of them are very comical, and it's almost like they're in competition with other police agencies to see who can outdo the other one. <laughs> and I guess a lot of that, you know, it depends on the, the local populace, how, how crazy the crimes are. I would say sticking $100 worth of steaks, frozen steaks at that, down your pants, well, that, that's going to be hard to beat. <laughs> but I bet you somebody out there in the South is going to top this one. But my goodness, you must really have wanted those stakes, Keith Jordan, uh, if you are indeed guilty of doing this because, you know, you didn't have a backpack he stuck them in. Put them down his pants. Have you ever put anything frozen down your pants? You wouldn't be walking very long. You'd be having frostbite. <laughs> Yeah, he would be having frozen. I'm surprised he didn't have a, a, use your own imagination here, frozen something along the way by having the, those stuck down his pants. But I guess he had big plans. I love a good steak. I haven't had a Walmart steak, though. I don't know how well their steaks are. I've had their hamburger meat before, but he had his Walmart steaks ready to go. But unfortunately... He thought by doing it in the rain that maybe he could get away with it. But uh, Jordan busted by the Nash County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina. Good job there in Nashville, North Carolina. I don't know where that is. That has to be confusing because, of course, we know in North Carolina there's an Asheville spelled A-S-H-E-V-I-L-L-E. 
And, of course, if you're ever on I-40, there are signs in Knoxville where one points to Nashville, as in Tennessee, and one points to Asheville, as in North Carolina, and it's spelled with the E in it. And it, it, if you're not paying enough attention, I'm sure there's been more than one of you who just thought, well, they forgot to put the N on Asheville, and I'm going to go east on I-40. <laughs> and you end up going through the beautiful mountains of western North Carolina, going right by Maggie Valley and places like that. But, yeah, Nashville, North Carolina is where this man thought he was going to get him some good steaks, but instead he's going to the Hooskow. And as we go to break, I'm going to pull up here on my handy-dandy YouTube or computer. Where the heck is Nashville, North Carolina? Reminder coming up, we're going to be talking in ACC country, and we're going to be talking about North Carolina, but not the hills. We're going to be focusing on the North Carolina State Wolfpack and Wake Forest. Jonathan Lifehite will be our special guest coming up next on the Y'all Show. Also, some news from Georgia Tech. We've got that ahead on the Y'all program. And later in the show, an hour or two, Precious Harris will be stopping by speaking in Nashville. She will be stopping by with her Nashville music line, giving us a report on all things country music. And Nashville, North Carolina, where is it, you ask? It's right near Rocky Mount, which is roughly 30 miles northeast of Raleigh, the state capital. So that is where Nashville, NC is in the Nash County Sheriff's Department out getting those people stealing steaks. We'll be right back with more Y'all with John Rawl. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Small business owners, there's something you do better than anyone else. And with Vistaprint, it's easier than ever to promote what makes your business great. In fact, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 standard cards for as low as $9.99. Check out hundreds of customizable templates or upload your own one-of-a-kind designs. You can create a business card that works as hard as you and make it as unique as your business. Just go to Vistaprint.com to get your 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 4646 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 4646. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I should have done this years ago. Disclaimer, traveling back in time is physically impossible unless you know how to build a functioning time machine. Then by all means, travel 25 years back in time, switch your car insurance to GEICO. You could save a bunch of money. While you're there, please prevent your younger self from wearing that sleeveless tuxedo t-shirt, parachute pants, and glitter high tops to your senior prom. And at long last, rectify this horrible crime against nature. GEICO is absolved of all liability if you destroy the fabric of time and space. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
And we are back on the Y'all Show, the show all about the South. Talk with a Southern accent. John Rawl, your host. Now we're going to have our ACC report on the Y'all program. And we bring, bring back a familiar face, although he's been absent with permission, by the way, the last couple of weeks. Jonathan Lifehite of 247sports.com, our ACC reporter. Hello, Jonathan. How you guys doing? We're doing good. We are doing good. Now, one reason we didn't have you on was the fact that you were at, uh, we had the ACC media days. So what was that like in your estimation of how that all went down in Charlotte? Yeah, it's kind of interesting to watch the progression of that. I've been going for, uh, I don't know, probably seven, eight, nine years now. And watching that move from kind of a small, intimate event to uh, kind of a big-time choreographed um, thing, you know, kind of a show almost, a showcase for the ACC has been real, really interesting to watch that kind of progress. And so, and this year was no exception. They, they, uh, you know, did a, a lot of different things, had a lot of stuff choreographed, um, you know, it kind of, in some respects, it's kind of nice to see the ACC kind of move to into the big time. But on the other hand, it's kind of that intimate feeling where you get kind of where you could, you know, kind of had a lot of things to yourself and a lot of people you could talk to and, and I really have some you know, closer conversations. I kind of miss that as well. But uh, nonetheless, it was, a, it was a great experience and uh, always enjoyed going up there. Anything newsworthy in your opinion from it? I know Larry Fedora got a little attention with some of his comments. Anything else we might have missed? You know, most of them, as I mentioned, because it's getting so choreographed, um, you know, it really, it really wasn't a whole lot that was hugely notable, um, you know, kind of uh, in, that, in, in, in those kind of terms. Um, you know, Commissioner Swafford had a lot to say about the linear channel. Uh, everybody's everybody seems to speculate every year that it's gonna ESPN is gonna back out or do something, and it's not gonna happen. And everything seems to be on schedule. And I think that's the one of the big things is you know getting that channel in place. They'll be on par with uh, you know the Big Ten, the SEC, and and others that you know kind of had that stuff in place. So um, you know that was probably the most notable thing just to, to see that continue to progress and. And uh, as expected, and, and ESPN reaffirmed its commitment to delivering that product. Jonathan, we kind of know about Clemson. They're no secret in the ACC and really all of college football. We've talked before about Florida State and Willie Taggart, what he's going to be building in, in Tallahassee. But two teams on Tobacco Road that I think have been definitely moving forward in football the last couple of years. And last year we saw great achievements by both these schools. I want to get your thoughts on the Atlantic Division's Wake Forest Demon Deacons and NC State as both programs seem to be going in the right direction. Yeah, you know, NC State, let's take them first. They had a pretty good year last year. Um, um, really did really well. Took, took a big step forward. I think Dave Doring um, got them kind of moving. Um, but, you know, it's funny. You know, they, they're getting that, that press and whatnot. But I think this next year they're going to be a team that probably is not going to live up to the up to the billing. They, they lose a tremendous amount of talent on their defensive side. I believe they only return something like two starters. And when you lose a player like Bradley Chubb on the defensive line, that's a big impact, especially for a program uh, like NC State. It's not, they're not at a point where they just simply reload at this point. So they've got some, uh, some gaps to fill. And I, I think they they may take a step back from last year. Um, I, I know that's probably maybe not the popular sentiment. And even based on what I saw from the media, in terms of uh, where they got voted and whatnot. But I, I actually think that. Now, Wake Forest, on the other hand, 
Now, there's a program I actually think they may actually do a little better than folks uh, anticipated. I think they've got decent talent come back. Dave Clausen's done a really good job of kind of uh, picking up guys and, um, you know, really getting the guys that fit in at Wake Forest very well. Uh, reminds me of uh, of their former coach that they had there. They got him to their champion, got him the ACC championship back there in, in uh, 2006. And, Dang it if his name isn't escaping me right now. But uh, nonetheless, he did a great job. And I think Clausen's a really good coach. I think he'll, uh, I think he'll get them going um, pretty good. So I think those two programs, I think Wake Forest maybe takes another step forward. And, and I think NC State, while they're on the right trajectory, I think they'll take a step back this year. Wake Forest, if memory serves me correct, won the Belk Bowl against Texas A&M. NC State, do you remember where they went for the bowl last year? No, off the top of my head, I do not remember which one it was. I believe they won it, though. Okay. Well, again, both programs, and they're both on the Atlantic side of the bracket. So we've actually been, in recent years, paying more attention to the coastal teams from the state of North Carolina, the Heels and Duke. But both of those teams seem to have had a rough year in 2017. Yeah, North Carolina had a very rough year. Of course, they were just racked with injuries. Um, you know, it reminds me a lot of, uh, of Georgia Tech in 2015 uh, in terms of the number of players. I think they were running uh, walk-ons and freshmen out there at wide receiver at one point. Um, this had a, a horrible year for that. Um, but their big thing is, is they've got to find a quarterback. And uh, I'm not sure if what they have and what they had this last year, Surratt, some others that were, were playing, I'm not sure if they've got the guy. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, of course, he was, uh, what, uh, top – I think he was the second pick in the NFL draft a couple years ago. Um, he was a big part of the success, and, and Fedora's offense really runs through that quarterback, and I just don't know that they have that guy. So I don't think they'll be 3-9 and nine bad this coming year, but I don't see them kind of getting back to the upper echelon where they were, I think, the year before that when they, uh, when they uh, went up against Clemson in the ACC championship game. All right, well, that is a look at some of the Tobacco Road schools here on this ACC report. On the Y'all Show, we're talking with Jonathan Life. I had a 24-7 sports. Jonathan, ACC schools, for the most part, are they beginning their practice for football season in the next couple of days, I guess within the next week? Yeah, most, uh, I believe all of them are going to be kind of kicking off here shortly. Uh, Georgia Tech, for example, uh, their players report on uh, Thursday, and they'll begin practice on Friday. Um, most of them are in kind of a similar boat. They all have that same start date. Um, they might change it up a day or two and give, you know, either take out a break, uh, uh, an off day, or add an extra off day in there, depending on how they do it. Um, but generally speaking, they'll be uh, reporting in Thursday, starting Friday, or Friday and Saturday. Okay. And again, the practice is going on. And I know, I think it's Rice is actually going to be playing the weekend before Labor Day. Are you aware of any ACC teams getting an early, early jump to the season with a game like August 24th or so? No, I do not. I believe there might be one or two that have a Thursday night game before the okay. before Labor Day, but I don't think, uh, and I'm not even 100% sure that any of them have that, um, but uh, none of them are playing the weekend before. All right. Well, Jonathan, one big news, you mentioned Georgia Tech, one big news coming from the Institute when those players report on Thursday of this week is Georgia Tech, for the first time in a long time, has pulled out the hammer and nails and paint, and the players returning will see a brand-new refurbished locker room at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Tell us about that. Yeah, that is, uh, it, it, that is a uh, 
an effort that uh, Paul Johnson has been trying to get done since he got there. Um, it really kind of struggled to get his AD's attention. Finally, with uh, with uh, Todd Stansbury coming in, he has got his attention and they got it done. And it was uh, quite spectacular, uh, state of the art. They've got all kinds of interesting things in there, um, from you know uh, charging stations for you know phones and and tablets. Um, they've got a ventilation system that basically pulls air through the locker rooms to kind of keep those players, you know, a lot of sweaty gear there, help kind of kind of uh, dry that stuff out. They've got locking lockable areas. Um, really quite quite impressive, uh, both a, a hot tub as well as a cold tub um, for post uh, post practice, uh, you know, kind of soaking and taking care of injuries. A lot of stuff there that they did. Um, really, finally, it kind of takes them from near the bottom of the ACC in terms of locker room facilities right up to the top. How could a school known for engineering get into a bad locker room situation? Well, it, it really comes down to, you know, funding priorities, and, and that's what happens. So uh, previous uh, athletic directors didn't spend the money to, to kind of keep them in the upper echelon. And, and you know, re, uh, when you look at facilities and that type of thing, it's a lot like shaving. If you don't, if you don't do something every day, you look like a bum. <laughs> well, I've seen the Institute's new locker room, Paul Johnson, really gave the credit to Georgia Tech's new athletic director, who is an alumnus of the Institute, uh, for making it happen. The other previous athletic directors, in Paul Johnson's estimation, just didn't have the right connection or right wherewithal to get that locker room in there. And it's going to help in recruiting, Paul Johnson said. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, you know, uh, it's funny because uh, certainly facilities are a big, have gotten to be a really big deal in recruiting. And ironically, uniforms as well, which is, you know, a topic near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Well, let's talk so. recruiting for just a second, Jonathan, if we can. As some news has come, come out on the recruiting front, Clemson has landed five-star cornerback Andrew Booth. Do you know anything about him? Um, I know that he uh, he's a five-star player. It just seems like Clemson right now is on a major role um, on the field off the field every which way so um to them that's just going to be yet another uh another big time uh, player that they're going to bring in there you know they had Taj Boyd and then they had Deshaun Watson uh both of them five-star players and now they they have another quarterback coming in there and I believe I'm not sure I can't remember who off the top of my head who they have quarterback but I believe that may not be the only five-star uh, quarterback on their roster right now yeah now this was a corner but corner c-o-r-n-e-r oh it's corner well I'm yeah, okay, so even, uh, uh, and I apologize for that. For some reason, I got that, heard that wrong. I was thinking to myself, he didn't sound like a quarterback, but uh, anyway. But yeah. yeah, Clemson's just loading up at every position right now. Um, I don't know if you saw the preseason ACC, all ACC selections. Yeah. Um, but I saw something unprecedented, and that is um, the uh, defensive line, um, both, both tackle positions and both defensive end positions, the consensus for all ACC first team was all four Clemson players. That ought to tell you kind of the type of talent they've been pulling in and how they're playing right now. The Tigers also just landed a four-star commit, a wide receiver committing to the Tigers, Joseph Nagata. I don't know exactly where he's from, but Joseph Nagata commits to Clemson. Now, here's an interesting decommit, Jonathan. Tony Davis has decommitted from the Duke Blue Devils. Any news about him? 
Um, you know, to be honest, I, I don't, I haven't followed Duke recruiting all that much. They, they typically will go for um, a lot of the under the radar kind of players, which is, you know, a lot kind of how, uh, how a number of teams approach that. Wake Forest does that. Georgia Tech does a good bit of that as well. Um, so, you know, they, they, I'm not sure if this is a case of it's not a good fit or if he's, he's holding out for, uh, what he considers to be a better offer. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's typically the way it goes. Either something happened on a visit, something happened about who they're recruiting and he decided he wasn't the right guy or, you know, he, he's now getting, getting interest from other schools that maybe he felt like he could do a little better. Well, we like to talk about commits in college football, but it's very easy for a person committed to make that decision to decommit and open up a can of whoopee or whatever you want to call it, a whole new element whenever they decide to get back into a, possibly going to another school. We see that more and more. Yeah, I mean, uh, and that's part of the reason, the motivation behind that early signing period in, in December that, that they added, and that's largely so that, you know, the coaches at least can cut about, you know, five, six weeks off the babysitting time, you know, and all of the drama that used to occur in, Dece in, uh, in January, it kind of accelerates the schedule a little bit and helps out, you know, kind of having to, to watch all your guys right to the last minute. So it, it definitely it definitely happens. It's going to continue to happen, um, you know, and, and uh, there's not much you can do about that. Hopefully they'll get some sense about them, and maybe we'll even see kind of a preseason uh, you know, signing signing period where they can get all that done in August and then avoid a lot of the drama during the season. And, of course, if you want to keep up with the drama, good, bad, or indifferent, you need to go to 247sports.com, and there you'll find websites like gojackets.com. That's where Jonathan hangs his sombrero most of the time, and you can get all the scoop on your favorite ACC programs as you learn about recruiting, but also the news on the team front, as Jonathan mentioned Virtually every team will be in camp before the week is over with. And that is great news if you love college football. We are right here at the dawn of a brand new season. And, Jonathan, isn't it always so exciting when a season gets underway? Yeah, I always feel like firing up Andy Williams' this song from Christmas, which is it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> but sadly, that uh, wonderful time of the year can really sound awful if you lose that first game like – like Georgia Tech absolutely blew it last year in Atlanta against Tennessee. Oh, you had to bring that up, didn't you? I did, but, you know, give them credit for playing a big game. This year, Georgia Tech shouldn't be too worried. They face against uh, Alcorn State in week one. But, yeah, it's still not as good. Uh, the only saving grace, Jonathan, now with the playoff is usually you're not going to win a national championship undefeated. Most every team now will have at least one loss when they end up winning a national championship. Yeah, there's more and more parity all, all throughout it. It's really hard. Um, you know, they added yet another game to the season. They added a game to the season, you know, in the, in the last, you know, eight to ten years where it's really become a 12-game season. And it is really hard to bring your A game for all 12 games. Yeah. And, uh, and and be able to, to survive it. So, uh, yeah, it's you, you can probably get away with one loss, and it better be a good loss. Mm -hmm. uh, you lose to Elkhorn State, and that's probably going to put you out. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, you lose to a good team. You know, Georgia Tech, just for example, they got Clemson on there. You lose to them, make it close, you know, you know, um, then you probably can still have a shot at it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you got to keep it close, and you gotta you got to win the rest of them. You, there's not a lot of room for error. 
Um, I think we've seen a token number of two loss teams make it in there, um, but really one's kind of the limit for most teams. That's right. Jonathan Lifeite, thank you for bringing your A game to the Y'all Show. Thank you, sir, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. All right, and again, by the time we talk to you next, football practice will be underway and we'll be inching our way to Labor Day weekend. Jonathan Lifeite, 247sports.com. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. When we come back on the Y'all Show, more Y'all goodness as the Y'all Show continues on a Wednesday. Stay with us. What do you hear? Most people just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2-liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the Brotherhood of Muscle. Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. Lightning can spark a fire in seconds. So today, I'll show you how to protect your belongings by covering them in a fireproof blanket fort. All you need is a hammer, nails, and 700 fireproof blankets. Upon completion, you'll notice your apartment isn't just fireproof, it's also extremely cozy. You could try to protect your valuables with a fireproof blanket fort, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the Geico Insurance Agency. Go to geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com promo code 4646. Avant.com code 4646. And we're back on the Y'all Show with the General, John Rawl. Hope you're off and doing a great job today. On Wednesday, we're hump day for the week, and we're getting through a great week of all things Southern on the Y'all Program. On the Thursday Y'all Show, we're going to have our Festive South Spotlight. Our Dixie Destination is the Bikes, Blues, and Bayous event going on in Greenwood, Mississippi. If you'd like to ride a bicycle, well, check it out. We'll have Danielle Morgan stop by on the Thursday Y'all and tell us all about this event in the Mississippi Delta. Bikes, Blues, and Bayous. 
Also, on the Thursday Y'all Show, we're going to go to Baton Rouge and talk LSU football. Billy Gamilla, publisher of And the Valley Shook, an SB Nation site, is going to come on and talk Bayou Bengals football and more. And we'll get his take on SEC football 2018. Billy Gamilla in Hour 2 of the Thursday Y'all. So LSU football on Thursdays Y'all with John Rawl. All right. Looking forward to talking to Billy and hearing what he has to say about Coach O. Well, it is the first day of August today. So everybody, happy August to you. This is a great month. But unfortunately, it's also kind of sad. It means that summer's winding down and kids have to go back to school and all the vacations have to kind of come to an end. So as great as August can be, man, it can be it can be kind of kind of lonely, <laughs> the lonely month. And it also has a couple of month-long observations that I wanted to share with you. Happiness Happens Month is in the month of August. American Adventures Month is also in August, where we celebrate vacationing in the Americas. Canada actually has a holiday where you are kind of forced to go on vacation in the month of August. I had never heard of that until someone I knew was up there last year. And it, it was really strange. The whole country shuts down over the course of that weekend leading into Labor Day weekend. I think it's when it is. Also, what will you, be your legacy month is in the month of August. Also, this is National Black Business Month in the month of August. And now to some of my favorites that kind of have a southern spin for the month of August. It's National Catfish Month. Happy Catfish Month, everybody. Go out and get you some catfish and hush, hush puppies and Dip it in something I think makes catfish so good. Are you ready for it? Rotel. Yeah. You know, the same Rotel you would put on chips? Well, use it on catfish sometime. I learned that from Taylor Grocery, Taylor, Mississippi. It is fantastic. Catfish month. Way to go. And all of our catfish growers in places like Mississippi and Alabama. I think they've got some in Louisiana and more. Kudos to you for having American catfish, and it's National Catfish Month, so salute. It's also Peach Month to our growers of peaches in Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina. Happy Peach Month to you. And here's something that many of you may not know has a southern connection, but August is National Dippin' Dots Month. Dippin' Dots is based in Kentucky. Its headquarters is in Paducah, and it is a snack if you haven't had it before, it was created in 1988. It's created by a flash freezing ice cream mix and liquid nitrogen. I've had it. It's okay, and I'm a sucker for sweets. It's not my favorite, but it does have a southern connection as it's headquartered in Paducah. was created by a graduate of Southern Illinois University, a Saluki in Carbondale, but quickly got across the Ohio River to Kentucky and helped develop the company. And it is now 30 years old this year, Dippin' Dots. I know they've had some tough times in some places, but they are still out there. I saw some of them not long ago when I traveled. And it's uh, got uh, flavors out there, Dippin' Dot flavors like bubble gum, candy bar crunch, spookies and cream. Mmm, that sounds good. Some other things going on that uh, Furry Ferguson's Polar Bear Poop. Yeah, I just said that on the air. And more Dippin' Dots. Check it out. If you haven't had Dippin' Dots lately, lately 
a Kentucky-based company and billed as the ice cream of the future. Well, that wraps up hour one of today's Y'all program with John Rawl. Hold on. When we come back in hour two, we will be talking with Precious Harris, the Nashville Music Line, and what's going on in country music capital USA, Nashville, Tennessee. Plus, we'll have our hashtag hullabaloo coming up next. It's all right here on the Y'all Show. Stay with us. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Small business owners, there's something you do better than anyone else. And with Vistaprint, it's easier than ever to promote what makes your business great. In fact, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 standard cards for as low as $9.99. Check out hundreds of customizable templates or upload your own one-of-a-kind designs. You can create a business card that works as hard as you and make it as unique as your business. Just go to Vistaprint.com to get your 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 4646 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 4646. The Y'all Show rolls on on a Wednesday with John Rawl, your host, and we're talking all things Southern on this program. And we've got Precious Harris lined up coming at you in the next segment. She's got the report from Music Row, Nashville, Tennessee. She just was at a, an event on Monday night. We'll find out how late she stayed up at this thing. That's one thing about Precious. She loves to go to her Music Row events, and I love to go with her when I'm able to. But oftentimes, those things can last a long time. You know, musicians have a different work ethic. They they work hard, don't get me wrong, but they don't necessarily use a 9-to-5 schedule in their lives. And although Precious isn't a musician, nor am I, a lot of our career has been tracing and following the lifestyle of musicians and entertainers. And they they kind of, pardon the pun, march to their own beat. Here in the Y'all Show, we're going to kick off Hour 2 today with Hashtag Hullabaloo, the madness of social media. And we started out with two, I'm going to give you three things here. I'm going to list off three things, two of which I'm really passionate about. I really have a strong love for two of these three items, and they're going to be the first three items we talk about in today's hashtag hullabaloo. Are you ready? Biscuits, the Civil War, and porn. <laughs> okay, let me explain, okay? All right, so I'm on Facebook over the weekend, and I noticed someone had a picture in a, in a, in a Facebook posting of a T-shirt. And I don't normally pay that much attention to stuff like this, but the T-shirt caught my eye. It was the name of a business. 
and I look closely, and the name of the business is Biscuits in Porn. Biscuits in apostrophe porn. And I'm like, that that really can't be a real place, can it? Well, it turns out it is. On the Outer Banks of North Carolina, in Nags Head, North Carolina, to be exact, there is a place called Biscuits and Porn. And I had to do some research. I didn't go there in person. But it turns out it looks like it's a gas station that has biscuits and in a creative way to promote that they have yummy food. They name their gas station Biscuits and Porn. Pretty pretty smart. Here I am talking about it on the Y'all Show. I found some reviews, and I, this may be first a first for the Y'all Show, us here on the program talking about restaurant reviews. But this is from James in Opelika, Alabama. He wrote on a review of Biscuits and Porn. Biscuits and Porn, what a name. I had to give it a try. It's basically a convenience store gas station that sells a delicious selection of biscuits and other breakfast items and has a small collection of men's magazines. It's kid-friendly, so don't think you can't bring your children. I had a sausage egg and cheese biscuit, and it was delicious. Highly recommend. Thanks, James from Opelika. Okay, so we know a little bit more about biscuits and porn now. Thanks to James. Now, another person wrote a review. Cheese1990 from Richmond, Virginia. Just kidding, just kidding. I love biscuits. Porn isn't really how I prefer to start my day. This place is great. Really fast, awesome food. Cheese biscuit is solid, as is the regular biscuit. Chicken is tasty for having come from a restaurant inside a gas station. If I get asked about getting breakfast in Outer Banks, this is the first place I always suggest. Thanks, Big Cheese 1990, Richmond, Virginia. Coming to the Outer Banks from Virginia, and you go have a little biscuit. And if you really need to go pick up one of those adult magazines, I guess that's available for you. But it's mostly a biscuit place, it sounds like. And it sounds like it's a good biscuit place. If I get to the Outer Banks, sounds like a place I might want to check out. Maybe you have. And if you have, you like it, or maybe you think it's a terrible place, hey, we want to hear it from you. Our Twitter account, at Y'all Show. Our email address, Y'all Show, Y-A-L-L-S-H-O-W, Y'all Show, at y'all.com. Y-A-L-L.com, which is also our website. Love to hear from you. But creative name, for sure. Biscuits and Porn, Nags Head, North Carolina, Outer Banks. That is a place you've got to really want to be going to if you're in the south, the Outer Banks. I-40, which stretches across North Carolina, goes to Tennessee, on into Arkansas. It goes to the North Carolina coast, but it doesn't go toward the Outer Banks. It goes toward Wilmington, North Carolina. That's where Interstate 40 comes to an end. It's eastern terminus. And to get to the Outer Banks, there's really no good road. It's kind of like going to Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach is a tough place to go for a lot of Southerners. There's decent roads to get there, but no interstate. They've been trying to get an interstate into Myrtle Beach for 100 years. And and, and the Outer Banks also kind of a, a very tough place to get to. Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, just east of Wilmington, is a great place to go. And it's right there at the interstate, so... Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina is a place you might want to check out in the Wilmington area. I was there for a week back in December. Not necessarily a time to go for hitting the beach, but it is a lovely place, the coast of North Carolina, from Wilmington and Shalott and Beaufort all the way up to the Outer Banks. 
and it's a massive coastline in North Carolina. They were blessed by the Lord and the people that made the state lines. They had a lot of coastal area. Unfortunately for North Carolina, they kind of stick out in the ocean more than any other of the states, and so oftentimes hurricanes hit the old North state. All right, well, I've talked about biscuits, and then we've talked about pouring that other third aspect that I said could potentially be one of the three, two of the three items that I really care about. Now we'll talk about that. That's the Civil War. And I saw on Twitter, PBS has announced a series, Reconstruction, America After the Civil War. It's a new documentary from Henry Louis Gates Jr., and it's going to air on PBS in the spring of 2019. So I saw that, and then I saw a tweet from Porter Versfeld III, at Porter Versfeld III, on Twitter, and this is what Versfeld said about PBS's announcement of Reconstruction America after the Civil War. Versfeld said, It will be interesting to see if this documentary addresses the utter devastation the Union forces left behind in the South and Northern political and financial interest took advantage of. The Southern states really didn't recover economically until 100 years later. Well, that's a very a very strong statement from Porter Versfeld III. And there is absolutely some truth to that. As a guy who is a fan of the South and a fan of the Civil War and, and a lover of all things history, it was not a, an easy time during Reconstruction in the South. Now, I know it was a horrible time to be, to be a black person in the South, but white people had it tough too. Well, let's not forget that. And we were occupied in the South by federal troops for at least 10 years, I think, after the war. It took the 1878 election, presidential election, and the actual constitutional crisis that happened when there was essentially a tie. And ultimately, there was a compromise reached where the Democrats said, okay, Republicans can win the White House if you'll just get the federal troops out of the South and end the, I guess, forced presence of troops more than 10 years after the war ended in the South. And so the Northern troops went back North. And frankly, I think it's safe to say things didn't get better, if, if you, especially if you were a minority. I think the troops not being here led to awful instances of our southern history but i'll tell you as a guy who loves history there's a man who lived in my home county that i just recently discovered this he was a confederate colonel i think i know he sir his sword is on display at the appomattox courthouse and he served throughout the civil war a very prestigious man okay and after the war, he survived, went back to South Carolina to my home county, tried to pick up the pieces, tried to get his life together. Stedman was his name, Colonel Stedman. And about three years after the war, occupying forces, federal forces, robbed him. And they were actually black troops. They robbed and killed him. Even former confederates in the days after the war were being murdered i'm not saying it happened a lot but i just recently discovered this and there's a community called stedman 
where he was from that still exists, and that is the history. The man that founded the town and area survived the Civil War only to come back and be murdered by occupying northern troops years after the war ended. They robbed his store. He had some kind of country store slash goods store. They came after hours, robbed, and killed him. So it was chaos. Let's just say it was chaos during the war and after the war. And what Porter Vernsfeld's saying is economically the South didn't recover until 100 years later. I, I fully believe that Henry Louis Gates Jr. on PBS will bring that to light. Henry Louis Gates is a West Virginian by birth. He was born in Piedmont, West Virginia, and I've seen him go back to his home state, and he's proud to be a West Virginian. And I think he's proud of his southern connection. Now, he is a professor at Harvard University. He's a director of the Hutchins Center for African and African American Research at Harvard. But I think he's done a very fair job on PBS of bringing history to light. He has a, a great quote that I'm going to share with you now. If you've seen him on PBS before and some of the other programs he's done, he's an award-winning TV producer. His quote, I have a couple of missions. One is to show that we're all descended from people who came to this country from somewhere else. Secondly, that we're all related. If you go back far enough, everybody came out of Africa. This idea still, this idea still makes people, some people, uncomfortable. From Henry Louis Gates. And again, I've seen his various series on PBS, including the one where he traces people's ancestors. And just to tell you how really strange and crazy things are, oftentimes Gates traces black people uh, on his ancestry show. And it's hard to do that. I mean, a lot of blacks, their family history is not as documented as white families. They weren't kept in the same way with census records, for example. But it was really neat to see when he went and did the ancestry tree for Bryant Gumbel, the great TV personality. And Bryant Gumbel's family has roots in Louisiana. And he has Bryant Gumbel like a great-grandfather who fought in the Civil War first as a Confederate. He was a black Confederate early in the Civil War. Then he got captured and switched sides and fought for the North. But that's just one guy's story. And and who would have ever thought Brian Gumbel would be the descendant of a Confederate soldier that was actually a black guy? But that's true. And I guess Greg Gumbel, his brother, same goes for him. But Henry Louis Gates, he, I think he does a great job. And I'll be anxious to see this series. Maybe we need to get Henry Louis Gates on the Y'all Show. He's an award-winning filmmaker, Emmy, Emmy Award winner. And I think he's done a good job for the most part. If nothing else, he likes to talk about history. And we're all fans of history on the Y'all Show. Now to Buffalo, New York, the southern bastion of Buffalo. And a restaurant called Tutant Buffalo put a tweet out. Honored to share a list with these fine establishments. Tutant Buffalo named one of the top 50 southern restaurants in the U.S. by Open Table. Diners selected from over 30,000 restaurants to be the best southern food around. All shucks. Yes, this restaurant in Buffalo, New York, right on the edge of the country there, right by Canada. Teuton Buffalo. Grassroots cuisine, casual southern fare, and libations in downtown Buffalo. Open Thursday through Monday for supper and Sunday brunch. 
Now, if I'm in Buffalo and I've never been there, I've got me a good place to get some good southern grub. Congratulations to Teton Buffalo. I need to find the other winners of the top 50 list put out by Open Table as Teton Buffalo, one of the lucky, one of the lucky ones. Nasty Cat on Twitter, CatZer36, CatZer36. Watching episodes of Evil Lives Here from this year, notice most of the ladies have southern accents. Really puts stand by your man to the test on investigative investigation discovery channel. Okay, now Nasty Cat, I have not seen the series Evil Lives Here, so I had to look it up. In fact, I really had not heard of investigative discovery channel. Investigation Discovery Channel. I can't even get the channel's name right. ID is what it's on, I think, on DirecTV is what it's labeled as. It This series is a series where individuals share their perspectives of loved ones who performed horrific acts of crime. Yee! That doesn't sound too entertaining to me, but Nasty Cat likes it. Nasty Cat, by the way, describes herself as a wife and mom photographer and domestic goddess well-read and full of opinions holland's alumna caps nats and redskins fan i guess she lives in the dc area now this is what's funny she puts on her description on twitter adhd and dyslexic (laughs) what a combo also she wrote god only knows i tweet Uh, funny stuff but yes on the investigation discovery channel Check out the series Evil Lives Here. There's a very good chance that series is filmed in southern states. You know, a lot of TV shows, especially the Hallmark Channel, they film up in Canada. Canada loves to have TV and film shows, movies come up to the Great White North and film, gives them all kind of breaks. But up in Canada, you're forced to have a certain amount of your crew be Canadian, not the same rules in in America. And... I love it when they actually film in America. God bless America. Film your TV shows and movies here. Well, unfortunately, a lot of the executives in television still like to go north. But there's a chance that a TV series like this was filmed probably in a place like Georgia. Georgia does very good. They're very proactive in getting projects to the Peach State. And Louisiana also has a strong history of landing TV shows and movies, maybe not as much as Georgia's doing right now. North Carolina also, very strong history with TV series and such. But this this Investigation Discovery Channel series, Evil Lives Here, check it out. See if you can maybe see some scenes. You'll know if it's the South. Just like you can find out easily on TV if a, if a series is shot in Canada. You'll notice the aboot from time to time. And just look at the scenery. And especially look if a cop comes up. The Canadian police, they have a different style cop cap. Other than Cincinnati, Cincinnati has a a style hat that I've never seen anywhere else in America with the style of police crown that they have on their police caps. But in Canada, their hats look kind of more like a British hat. And you'll see that when you watch any series filmed above the Mason-Dixon line and above the U.S.-Canadian line. Yeah, I'm telling you, watch it. This is the Y'all Show. That is our hashtag hullabaloo for today. Hope you enjoyed our mixture of porn, Civil War, and biscuits, and a lot more. And yes, the two things I like are biscuits and the Civil War. Those are two of my favorite things in the whole wide world. 
When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to keep having some fun. We're going to welcome in from Music City, USA, Precious Harris. She's got the Nashville Music Line that's right around the bend on the Y'all Show with General John Rawls. Blue Star Medicated Ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Small business owners, there's something you do better than anyone else. And with Vistaprint, it's easier than ever to promote what makes your business great. In fact, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 standard cards for as low as $9.99. Check out hundreds of customizable templates or upload your own one-of-a-kind designs. You can create a business card that works as hard as you and make it as unique as your business. Just go to Vistaprint.com to get your 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 4646 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 4646. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I should have done this years ago. Disclaimer, traveling back in time is physically impossible unless you know how to build a functioning time machine. Then by all means, travel 25 years back in time, switch your car insurance to GEICO. You could save a bunch of money. While you're there, please prevent your younger self from wearing that sleeveless tuxedo t-shirt, parachute pants, and glitter high tops to your senior prom. And at long last, rectify this horrible crime against nature. GEICO is absolved of all liability if you destroy the fabric of time and space. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And welcome back to the Y'all Show, where we talk all things Southern. And you can't help but think about country music when you think about the South. And for country music news and information, we lean on Precious Harris, the Nashville Music Line, and to Music Row we go. Precious, welcome into the Y'all Show. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here today. Well, we're glad to have you. I understand you had a late night one night earlier this week. Well, not too late. Okay. Um, anyway, but uh, what had happened is uh, we decided to, uh, after the number one party, we decided just to go out and see everybody and visit. And uh, so, and we ended up running around and going to something called Whiskey Jam. So you never know who's going to be playing there. But it's just a new place. Um, not really new, but it's just the place to showcase any new talent coming to town. So it's sort of like the Bluebird Cafe of uh, of the little alternative country, not exactly a full country. So it's it's pretty fun. You, you get to network and meet people and hear some really good talent that, that you would be surprisingly talent, actually. Yeah. And this was located where? 
uh, they usually have it at losers or winners. It depends on the size of the crowd. Okay, now uh, you're you're making me have to ask a question. So there's a place called Losers and a place called Winners. Are they connected? Yes, uh, <laughs> they're owned by Irv Woolsey, which is Dorf huh? Straits manager. Okay, and Irv Woolsey, I get confused now. Irv Woolsey was a longtime manager of not only George Strait but Clay Walker as well, right? Yes, he was up to about eight years ago or nine years ago. Okay, and uh, and then then you got the whole. This is this is another thing I, I get confused about too. Uh, Kelly Clarkson is yes. married to whose son? Uh, Ruben McIntyre's stepson. Okay, Norval Blackstock. Yes, sir. Okay, so and, and Norval was a longtime manager too, mostly for Reba, I guess. And yes. there's some similarity in the look between Blackstock and Irv Woolsey, so that, I guess that's where I'm coming from. They do. They have that that Texas, you know, <laughs> that Texas Oklahoma look, you know, yeah. dress with the, the this very starch jeans. Not as much as it was like they used to be, but yeah, yeah, always dress top notch, you know, Dr- top notch, and 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 they have that look of they've probably been on a horse once or twice in their life. Yes. And, and they know country music, which they do know country music quite well in Oklahoma and Texas. Oh, yes. It's probably, uh, you know, because a lot of the times uh, when the state has its own country music chart, they love country music. <laughs> well, you mentioned the number one party. That's what I was getting at. I didn't realize there was a after party to the party. Uh, but the well, I- party you went to was for Jordan Davis, who had a number one for Singles You Up. Yes, and he is like um, very, very sweet. He actually came here to father his brother. Father, follow, follow. Good morning. To father his, his brother. brother. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, his brother's Jacob Davis, and he was <laughs> here at the songwriter and everything. So he didn't really mean for the artist thing to happen, and it did, of course, at MCA. But he just started. Um, he met with really, really good people, ASCAP, um, and some of the others, and. Uh, and ASCAP sort of took him under his wing and helped guide him to get his deal um, and get his publishing deal. And, uh, but it was so, you know, he's from Louisiana. So they had crawfish. Really? Part of the food. Yeah. So, and uh, his family came up, of course, from Louisiana, his uncle and his cousins. And it was just a really fun family affair, you know? Yeah. And, but, and then he did the song live uh, as a little, um, icing on the cake him and Stephen uh Stephen Dale Jones and Justin got together and they sang uh you know singles you up uh, live so it was pretty cool uh, but that was wonderful you hardly ever they hardly ever perform at a number one party really? sometimes they do yeah now Keith Urban the last one I went I went to a lot of them Keith Urban uh blue ain't your color he he did a little show for everyone at his number one party so that was pretty cool for that. I really told, I was hoping you were going to be up here for that, but that's okay. Well, come, uh, I had I had other duties that I had to perform, but I will get to Nashville for you know. I'm I'm glad you invited me. And here's the problem I have: I'm spoiled, precious. You and I were both around Music Row 20 years ago, and there were parties almost every night. Somebody was releasing an album. Somebody was celebrating a gold album, a platinum album. <laughs> Those yes. kind of those kind of parties evidently just don't happen that much anymore. Well, they do, but they don't. Uh, definitely not in the summer. Uh, oh. uh, gold records are as hard. It's harder to achieve 
it's more singles that are turning gold, and they don't really celebrate for gold singles. Okay. They celebrate for number ones and uh, platinum records, or you know, because. Uh, but when Jordan, uh, with I heard from the label, is that he is the most played artist since January of 2018, and I think they said he's hit over 200 million streams. Mm. Um, so that's pretty. I mean, that's very impressive. But then on the other hand, you see where Billboard, uh, when you click on Billboard's country chart, you'll see, you know, Bexta and uh, Florida Georgia Line, and they've been number one for 34 weeks. And then you look over, 35 weeks this week, sorry. And you look over on the other side, and it said it was released 35 weeks ago. So it literally was released and hit number one. It's been stayed there for for 35 weeks the one behind it that can't achieve number one which i really want is uh dan and shay i've interviewed them several times and they're just really nice kids very wow. very humble and you know i would like tequila <laughs> to knock it out of the first position but i don't think it's going to uh, if it does it would be a feat for dan and shay yeah because uh in any time anytime a song knocks out a song that's been on the charts at number one for 35 weeks is a huge, huge uh, thing in the music industry. Again, congratulations to Jordan Davis. This number one singles you up. Jordan is an alumnus of LSU and LSU fans. Tomorrow on the Y'all Show, we'll have Billy Gamilla of the website and the Valley Shook. That's on the SB Nation platform. And he's going to come by and help us preview LSU football for 2018. And we'll get his take on the SEC in 2018. Billy Gamilla, our guest on the Thursday, y'all. And I've got to ask at the number one party, was anything about LSU mentioned at all by Jordan Davis? No, but I got something funny to tell you. Funny you should say that. His uncle came in wearing an LSU purple collared shirt. <laughs> I knew, I knew. They can't, precious LSU fans can't hide it. I know, I know. I've got a couple too. Yeah, they, they, they love it. And they usually wear... They're almost as bad as Alabama fans. They'll wear that purple and gold any day of the week, and probably even oh, the church. Oh, totally. I'm, I'm. I see that we got some friends that are alumni of LSU, and he's a doctor down in Tulane. And okay. um, yeah, so we even have a a cartoonage of them in their LSU uniforms football <laughs> season. That they framed to put on the wall that my husband did. Oh, that is that, that. Oh, yeah. Well, God bless them. You know, they're they're a fun place. So good good job, LSU. Good job. Jordan Davis. Okay, moving on to other news and notes. Hey, you mentioned Florida Georgia Line, and I didn't read the headline, but it looks like one of the members of that duo is selling their home, which is like $6 million in Nashville. Do you, you know anything more about that? Well, it's just went on the market. So, uh, you know, it just hit the news, I think, before yesterday. But uh, I don't know if they're moving to a more private place or if they're uh, – it'd be really hard for them to move away from – Nashville, since their whole entire business is here, the FGLA house and downtown and some other uh, things that they have outside of their recording and their and their record label deal. Mm -hmm. So I think he might just be wanting to get you know either closer to town or something like that. I haven't heard, but I can let you know next week. Yeah, let me know. And there's of course two members of Florida Georgia Line. Are you aware that both members live in the Nashville area? Do you know that? Say what now? Do both members live in the Nashville area? Yes, they do. Okay. They both went to Belmont. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's I'm, where they met. Okay. 
well, they might be they might be moving to the instead of Florida Georgia line, they might be moving closer to the Davidson Williamson County line. That seems to be an area where a lot of uh, successful musicians and people in the music business live the the Brentwood area and such and Leapers Fork, that area. Yeah, we yeah you've got a you got Kings of Leon that live there uh, on the rock side. You got Cage the Elephant. Uh, so and I heard that Bob Seger's bought a farm down there. So really, and and of course I'm always seeing uh, Peter Frampton over in the Gulch and John. I think John. Um, John Oates has bought a condo in the in the Gulch. A friend of mine saw him on the elevator. So, you know, it's it's and Stephen Tyler was living there for a little bit when he was here last year when he was working on his country record. So, um, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! We can't uh, let that one slip by us. Steve, <laughs> Stephen Tyler working on a country music record. That's what I heard. You talking uh, about Stephen Tyler of Aerosmith? Yes. Okay. Yes, and then he. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, the reason why I know is because the band that's his backup band is a band called Loving Mary. And um, the guitar company that I work with uh, is called uh, Boulder Creek Guitars, and they endorse Loving Mary. And it's uh, the lead singer is Rebecca Lynn Howard. I know you remember that name. I do. Good Kentucky, good Kentucky girl. Yes, an incredible vocalist. Incredible vocalist. But, yeah, it's called Loving Mary. Look them up. They're really good. All right, we're visiting with Precious Harris, Precious with the Nashville, Precious with the Nashville Music Line. Check it out, nationalmusicline.com. For singers and songwriters, how does that affect your wallet? Song downloads are on a steep slide that shows no sign of easing up. Meanwhile, streaming figures just keep rising. Of course, learn more at Nashville Music Line. We're going to go to a timeout on the Y'all Show. More Precious when we come back. And we'll have a trivia question to ask and more info from Music Row. This is the Y'all Show. What do you hear? Most people just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2 liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the brotherhood of muscle. Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. Lightning can spark a fire in seconds. So today, I'll show you how to protect your belongings by covering them in a fireproof blanket fort. All you need is a hammer, nails, and 700 fireproof blankets. Upon completion, you'll notice your apartment isn't just fireproof, it's also extremely cozy. You could try to protect your valuables with a fireproof blanket fort, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the Geico Insurance Agency. Go to geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. So do you believe me now? I guess it really wasn't that crazy. 
And welcome back to the Y'all Show. Great song there. We're going to tell you who that is in just a second. He's going to be the answer to our trivia question for today's Y'all Show. Can you name the singer-songwriter who, on this date in 2010, finally arrived at Home Base Youth Services in Phoenix, Arizona, after a grueling seven-month meet-me-halfway walk from Nashville, Tennessee? Walked from Nashville to Phoenix. That's like 1,700 miles. Who the heck would do such a thing? Well, we're going to give you the answer right now. Precious, who is the answer? Jimmy Wayne. All right, North Carolinian Jimmy Wayne. What a what an accomplishment! I don't remember hearing when that happened. I, I don't remember that story. It was it was back in 2010. Yeah. Um, and I wished it would have gotten more media attention than it did. It mainly got media attention in the you know, not on the national level, but the, uh, you know, on a, on the, on the industry level, like for music, people knew it. Like it was a story in billboard and things like that. But, uh, he did it because he was in and out of foster homes his entire childhood. So, um, and it, some of them were really, really rough. Um, cause I, I know Jimmy personally. Um, uh, and he's, uh, I met him many, many years ago at Charlie Daniels Angeles when he was just, right before he released his first record and got signed with Scott Bruschetta. Um, I want to say it was DreamWorks was his first record. Um, anyway, but, um, yeah, Jimmy, he, he really had a rough time growing up and he's, uh, he's actually got another, he's actually doing, um, he actually released a book about that called walk to beautiful, the power of love and a homeless kid who found the way. And it's actually a three time New York bestseller and memoir and m- memoir. And it's hit over, I think, a little over 100,000 print sales. And then uh, he did present, he, 2016, he got presented the George W. Bush, from President George W. Bush, uh, an honorary doctorate of human letters from William Woods University. Hmm. So he's, uh, yeah, he's got a new book coming out. It may already be out. I'm pretty sure it is. It's called uh, Ruby the Foster Dog. Because he fostered a little uh, chihuahua named Ruby. And that's like his best pal. So, but, you know, I love it because he's an animal lover because I'm an animal lover. Well, he's had a hard row in a large part of his life. But that song we just heard was his first number one from back in 2008. And a great one. Do You Believe Me Now from Jimmy Wayne. And again, in 2010, he walked 1,700 miles to help promote the plight of homeless children, specifically children aging out of the foster system. Jimmy Wayne, good job there, and that's what country music artists can do. They can, they can share their own personal stories, and they can promote causes that needed to be to be promoted. Precious, you recently went on I sixty five South to Huntsville, Alabama. What in the world are you doing there in North Alabama? Well, a good friend of mine who used to own Muscle Show Sound had inherited several truckloads. I think four tractor trailers full of equipment from New York, from the, uh, the former, uh, Capitol records in New York. Somebody just, they were going to toss it, um, when they were, you know, getting rid of the stuff. Cause who needs a, a real to real analog, you know, mm-hmm. uh, nowadays it's, you know, it's all recorded completely different. And, uh, so he had some very, very strong connections in New York and they ended up giving him four trailers full. So he has actually created a old school studio and has been custom built. And he's got the original 1960s control board from Capitol Records that they were going to toss. And he's got a microphone from Abbey Road. 
in London. And I'm pretty sure I, when I asked him, I said, I said, this microphone is in a box. It looks incredible. It's in pristine condition. And he said, oh, yeah, that's a $35,000 mic. That's really? why it's stuck in the box. And he's got it in a lockbox in a safe. And I was showing it to a musician, the picture I'd taken of him in the microphone yesterday, who was in my office. And he said, that's a so-and-so mic. They, he said, that's what the Beatles use at Abbey Road. And I just looked at him. I never even told him that it was the last mic that John Lennon sang on. And I said, how did you know that? He said, oh, I'm a Beatles freak and an Abbey Road freak. He said, that's about a $35,000 microphone. I said, yeah, that's what the owner said. <laughs> so it's pretty cool to see that somebody else was just as interested in the music history. But he has the drum set from Alabama, you know, and I worked for Teddy Gentry, the bass player, for five years. So that was pretty cool. Then the Hammond, Oregon, uh, nobody knows this name, but his name is Bobby Whitlock. But you'll know the band, Derek and the Dominoes. Um, but it's it's all historical equipment that you could use, uh, but not they're not really museum pieces. But uh, he uses them in his recording. There's a girl from uh, I want to say Montgomery, Alabama. Her name was Christy Lee, and she has a record out several years ago called "Raise the Dead." And if you want to mix Aretha Franklin and uh, and Etta James together, you'll get this girl. She is amazing. But he let me hear the her new project that they're working on. And they do it different. They put everybody in a circle in the room. So everybody sees everybody. And they mix and master it there at the studio. And it's all analog. So it's not um, it's not what you call your normal recording studio. Zip, zap, zip, zap, you're out. So I'm excited. So And he's also uh, revived the famous Chess Records. Um, and the copyright apparently is gone to find nobody cared and he bought it up and he cares so hopefully within eight months to a year he'll have all that legally in his name so and this is no no webster we're talking about yeah no webster he's also recently uh written up in the blues uh magazine uh so um yeah he's he and i've been friends since 1995 for over tw almost 20 years over 20 years but uh i just need to go down there i just wanted to my husband is a huge you know my husband's a british um uh, so, and since this was connected so much with the Beatles and the different, a lot of British acts like Derek and the Dominoes, uh, you know, I thought this would be a good trip for us to have a day trip to go down. Yeah. Plus, it's good to see I have lots of friends in Huntsville and Muscle Shoals. And mm -hmm. so, I'm, it was just a great day out. And just the information alone, Noel's like an encyclopedia of music and just, and him, the way he rebuilt the board is amazing you can check the pictures out um on my music blog tomorrow we're going to be uploading that tonight so and there's some good good youtube video of noel webster giving interviews and showing off his his studio there in muscle shoals and and now in the north alabama area good stuff there from precious i'm glad you got out and saw life beyond nashville i <laughs> know <laughs> i love doing that <clears throat> you know i was in memphis because i love elvis you know yeah. a couple of three years ago and we're getting on the elevator and um i had left my phone in the room as a courtesy to my husband for my birthday dinner well we decided you know to finish dinner we're going up the elevator at the peabody hotel and this shaggy blonde-haired good-looking kid with a with a date uh with a young you know not too younger than he is with a mini skirt on comes out of the elevator and goes hi precious <laughs> and my husband just looks at me he goes really and he because you would never think you know 11 o'clock at night that anybody would know me on the elevator in the peabody hotel in memphis yeah it was actually one of the writers that wrote C corner of lonely and gone from montgomery gentry huh. so uh yeah so i'm never too far from my national roots somehow no you're not no you're not 
Hey, tell me about news on Barry Poole from Cartersville, Georgia. You have something to say about Barry, but most people know him by his stage name, Cletus T. Judd. Oh, yeah. I knew Cletus years ago. I met Cletus when he first came to town, and he was dating one of the girls at the Longhorn restaurant that was a waitress. And uh, they end up getting married. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, you know, he's had some really bad struggles. He'd given up music and everything, uh, touring, because he's actually an incredible songwriter. And he walked away in 2012, and he's back. And a friend of mine has helped uh, doing media for him. And he's doing a parody. You know, Cletus is always good with parodies. He did uh, Deanna Carter. Did I shave my back for this? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and um, Indian In Laws, a parody of Tim McGraw's song. He did Stinking Problem, which was a parody of David Ball's Thinking Problem. Had a lot of funny, funny parody songs. But what's he, he doing is, now? He's actually got a parody of my weights going up down. And what it is, it's a parody of Morgan Wallen. It's the number one country single, Up Down, and it features FGLA, which is Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> anyway, in the music business, you see Cletus like scarfing, scarfing down fried chicken, hot dog, burgers, you know, anything he can get in there. Iced tea and uh, ice cream. And the kids are forced to eat mystery health food. So Cletus, um, anyway, he has always been just, he's pr- probably one of the most humorous, nicest people you will ever want to meet in the music industry. So what you see is exactly what it is. But I remember when he lost a bunch of weight, he uh, he really got on the healthy kick uh, when his daughter was born, and he got clean as far as you know the uh, the uh, party and led to he led a you know got into a drug addiction, but he ended up getting his life clean, which I'm so proud of him and uh, dedicated spending more time with his little girl. I think she's 14 now, but uh, he's just a really really sweet sweet person. Yeah. So I'm ex- excited to to hear the new song. I've not had a chance to hear it because his friend had actually just sent me the the press release day before yesterday, and with Jordan's number one party and everything going on on Music Row this week, I haven't had a chance. But I cannot wait to hear it because I am a fan of Cletus. I, I don't know whether it's because uh, I just love everything he's ever done, or I know him personally to know that he's just a good good person, and it's always going to be exactly what you expect. You mentioned he had a child. I did not realize he had a child with his former ex-wife, Julie Reeves, who was a country music singer as well. They've since, yes. since divorced, but I, I had no idea they'd ever been married. Yeah, he, uh, I, uh, they, yeah, they were married many, many years ago. And the little girl, she's 14 now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But like I said, I'm so glad. I'm so proud of Cletus. And he is an incredible father, um, you know. So I've got I've got nothing but the most utmost respect for him. And I if, really you, do. if you get a chance, fans, listen to some of his songs. That most of them are parodies, and they're they're funny. He he did a good job. Now, of course, Cletus was putting out records at a time where other people were making millions and millions and millions of dollars off of, of airplay. I don't think he was able to quite be that successful, but he was right there in the mix with other country music artists back in the nineties. And as you said, he's he's had some struggles, both off stage as well as, I guess, with the whole industry changing from a sales standpoint. He didn't get ultra, ultra rich like a lot of normal country music stars would be. Yeah, he, uh, you know, a lot of his money was made from touring because he okay. is incredible. He's like a, a Jeff Foxworthy who can sing, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. He's just incredibly humorous and funny. So a lot of, you know, but and he, he was on tour. He was... Uh, 
I remember him leaving for tour one day. I saw him at the Longhorn. It used to be over on Lyle Avenue in Nashville. And uh, but he was leaving on tour. But yeah, he was extremely popular for live shows. Yep. So good. Known as the but, Weird Al Yankovic of country music, Cletus T. Judge. Yes. Good good info there on him, and we'll have to get him on the y'all show sometime. All right, Precious, need to wrap up with you. Anything else you need to throw out here before we get out of here? No, I uh, that I was going to tell you. I can't remember if I mentioned last week about way more outlaws. Well, I was going to tell you, uh, the steel player is actually goes to church with my husband when we lived in Franklin. His name was Fred Newell, and if you ever look at old, any old Music City news footage with Ralph Emery, he was the band leader. Oh, really? So, yeah, his name, yeah, Fred Newell. He's a steel player and a band leader uh, for Music City tonight. But uh, the lead singer for uh, Way More Outlaws is a guy named Tommy Townsend. And five or six years ago, he was in town writing a lot of great songs with some of my artists and clients and stuff. But he took uh, a break for a couple of years and took his granddaddy Mims uh, bootleg, you know, uh, what do you call it, the homemade alcohol recipe yeah. and got it marketed. So anytime you go in a liquor store or you see anything that says granddaddy Mims whiskey, that's the lead singer, Tommy Townsend's grandfather's whiskey recipe from a hundred, about a hundred years ago. Hmm. <laughs> no, no, you, know, you gotta, you know, the whiskey is not North, it's South. So <laughs> you think about whiskey, think about Kentucky, you know, bourbon is Kentucky. And, you know, so it's always, you know, the South has got, you know, certain things that they're known for. And, uh, you know, like Kentucky, beautiful women and fast horses or fast horses and beautiful women. I love that postcard. <laughs> but thank you for having me. Yeah, and reminder that that website for Waymore's Outlaws is waymoresoutlaws.com. Five former members of Waylon Jennings recording and touring bands reunited and on the road with a tour called Running with Old Waylon. Precious Harris, thank you very much for your great report from Music Row. You're very welcome. Have a, have a good day, darling. All Bye-bye. right. We'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up today's Y'all Show with John Rawl. We'll be back here on the Thursday edition with plenty of LSU talk from Billy Gamilla. Also, we'll have a report on the Bikes, Blues, and Bayous event going on in Greenwood, Mississippi. If you love to get out on a bicycle, then this is a great place for you to go because, I'll be honest with you, it's pretty flat. You don't have to go climbing up a bunch of tall mountains. It's the Bike, Blues, and Bayous in Greenwood. We'll tell you about it on Thursday, y'all. It's our Dixie destination. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you tamale. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com promo code 4646. Avant.com code 4646.